Hello, I'm Jim. I'm usflagpoleguy.com. In our first ever podcast, we would like to uh, share um, some events that have happened uh, in the last couple of weeks. And I have guests, and uh, they turn out to be very good friends. We have Gina Futh, and we have Cindy Hernandez. And um, they just uh, come alongside, and we seem to knit well together, and we have a repertoire that we seem to be able to talk and um, build on each other's knowledge. And uh, so thank you. Thank you for the first ever. And and Gina is Gina's Lostwood from Lostwood Media. Lostwood Media. <laughs> and uh, Cindy, you actually are an entrepreneur. You do a couple of different things. Yes, I do. And I'm actually helping Gina too here now. So I'm on board with everything. I'm a little wherever I'm needed. <laughs> One thing we agree on is America. That's right. right? Under yes. the Judeo-Christian uh, tradition. Yes. Amen. Yeah. Amen. Well, basically, I guess today we want to share what happened. I just got back from the Freedom Convoy. I was gone two weeks today. So today's Thursday, March 17th. And um, what had happened uh, the last couple of weeks is we traveled with the Freedom Convoy. We started out of Minot, North Dakota, and um, we uh, went to Bismarck and Fargo and went through Minnesota and Wisconsin and Illinois, Indiana, um, and through West Virginia. I miss Ohio, West Virginia, Virginia. We ended up in Virginia on a Sunday night. Oh, wow. And it was tumultuous, euphoric. Um, 80,000 people came and stood on overpasses and rooftops. and Just in Virginia alone? Oh, everywhere. Or just About everywhere. 80,000 people, I think. Um, I kind of guessed. It had to be that. I, I say it like this. It was like, 95% of the overpasses had at least one person on them. Uh, 80% had 10. Um, 70% had 20, and 50% were full. And it was just like, my goodness, this is like big deal. Um, I just thought I'd go a couple states and come back, but as soon as the we started, I got to Minot, and um, we did some recording there. And boy, that you guys were there, you felt that and the energy, the energy, yeah. and the coldness, and the cold. <laughs> it was cold. It was yeah. very cold, and a lot of people were there. We weren't even out of Minot, and there was people standing on the sides of the road waving their flags. Um, and then, oh, as we went south. Um, it seemed like just periodically kind of started slow, but then it picked up. Washburn had like dozens of people, you know, 40-ish, 50. Um, Underwood had 40, 50. Or, and then I think Washburn seemed to have 100 or so, actually. Bismarck had hundreds. We were watching one of my girlfriends, and she was waiting for you. She was waiting for the convoy. Remember, I mm -hmm. was, I think it was like either before Bismarck or after. And she kept posting, like doing lives. She couldn't wait to see the convoy pass. And she was like, it's one of the, like, 
coldest mornings that we're feeling, but she's like, it doesn't matter. We're going to be here. We're waiting. And they were excited. I mean, it was awesome. And then, um, well, being the flagpole guy for the last five years and um, doing our radio spots and talking about America, and um, I never thought old nine and a half finger Jim would be a flagpole guy and be on the air and be on the radio and talking to people and everything. And, and being on a podcast. You know, I never thought I'd be on a podcast. <laughs> you know, it's just one of those things that, you know, life develops into more than you can hope and dream, I suppose. And, uh, well, as we progressed into out of Bismarck, there was hundreds of people there. And this lady come up and says, you're my favorite radio personality. I'm like, oh, that's heavy. And she's like, no, you're real. You know, I like what you say. You're out there putting flagpoles up and you talk about great things and everything. And I was like, well, I have heard that before. People, you know, I drive around the state and, you know, and people recognize the truck and they do UEs and come back and um, shake my hand. And hmm. so it's not really me, I guess. Anybody could do what I'm doing, I suppose, um, installing flagpoles. But I suppose you got to have a, a calling calling to yeah. be on the radio and. Then, for just a time as this, isn't that been the, the message lately that I've been hearing is just, for just a time as this. And, and I think that, that your time is now and it's because of all the things that are going on. We need the flagpole guy. Yes. We need somebody to keep reminding of, uh, reminding us what the flag is all about, how important it is. And we should all be getting flags if you yes. don't have one. I know I'm getting one. So yeah, you are. <laughs> I mean, just the, the impact, the message is so strong and so profound. It's like it's real, you know, and it's it's like I just love the message, the impact that you're you're, you know, putting across. And for us to be able to do this, I mean, it's amazing, you know, to be able to reach more people mm -hmm. and the impact that you do, like what you say and what you do and what it has in their lives. And you're teaching, you're like trailblazing for our youth as well, because, mm -hmm. you know, we talked about this. I have kids, too, and I have, you know, family members in the military and a lot of like our, our ground work that our previous people that came before us has been lost. Mm -hmm. And you're bringing this impact like message reminding us why we're here. Mm -hmm. why we're in this amazing country and to make it amazing again, you know, because unfortunately it's been lost. Right. We can yeah. all agree on that. Right. Mm -hmm. Pretty divided. Yeah. Mm -hmm. You know, freedom has provided the means for everybody to turn their back on what made them free. Mm -hmm. And that, that's kind of sad. So, um, but you know, so as we progressed, uh, we were in a Fargo and there was a thousand people there. It just seemed like, just people line up everywhere on the overpass and then the gas station. And, and then I, I was asked to do some ra a radio spot there with Chris Berg. And, um, and then um, a gentleman there came up to me and uh, he said, uh, I drove two hours to shake your hand. Ah. <laughs> I don't know. It's just like, it's bigger than me, but I guess... It is what it is. Well, we need leaders, I think, today. I, I think we lack a lot of leadership, you know, true leadership, you know. And I think 
part, partly when you started going over there, you, I, you said, I, I'm only going to go to Minot. And then it's like, oh, maybe I'll go to Bismarck. And then it's like, well, I'll go to Fargo. And then all of a sudden you're calling and saying, I'm going all the way. <laughs> and I'm help leading the way. Yeah. I packed for about six hours. <laughs> I, have like, my, Oops. I have my cleanest, dirty clothes on right now. <laughs> uh, I still haven't been home. I know. You've literally just got off the road. <laughs> I guess it's good to debrief this mm -hmm. time, you know, and it's fresh and, um, but it's very emotional. I'd use the word emotional, euphoric, um, awesome. Um, now, what was what was it that that made you say, "Oh, I'm going to go all the way"? Well, it didn't hurt to have people say I was their favorite, you know, radio, you know, guy or celebrity. So, no, no, no. <laughs> she said, "What was the word I used earlier?" Radio personality. personality, yeah, mm -hmm. and I don't know why I'd be anybody's radio personality, but I would say, other than what she said, is I'm real. Maybe there's not enough realism. Mm. Everybody's putting on a fake, you know, front or something, and um, yeah, and then you got to say what you know brings in dollars, you know, and you don't want to offend people, and uh, you know today. Um, I don't know. I, I guess just from my past and who I am, I suppose I'm able to do that, that and, and fill those shoes. But, um, so as we, uh, left Fargo, we went in through Minnesota mm -hmm. and oh my goodness, Minnesota, you know, it's blue state. They say it's not blue. If it's blue, it's because. Wow. Maybe the election was stolen i don't know it was, we we don't really know because we're just nine and a half finger jim and company but um we'll leave that for the other people but every overpass on ramp off off ramp on ramps they were on the roofs there was this beautiful new building with red white building with red trim on it and there was people standing with a flag that went from the roof to the bottom. It had to have been 20 foot tall. Wow. I think it was a 20 by 30 flag. And they're just standing there and they're just waving it. And they're going like this. And then um, as we progressed, um, trip, <laughs> Tripper's here too. You know, Tripper's on the videos and he's our guard dog. Um, so uh, as we traveled through Minnesota, um, the overpasses were full of fire trucks. Oh. So there's fire truck, fire truck, fire truck, and the lights are all on. And then there's a police officer and an ambulance, you know, and then um, tow truck companies. There's Jerry's Tow Truck. I think it's in western Wisconsin. It, Jerry's, he had like a whole line of his tow trucks. From the smallest wow. to the biggest. And then the booms were up and flags were flying off of them. And they're all standing on them. They're waving. And then I swear people, um, like employers said, go outside. And the flagpole, or the, sorry, the, the, the convoy is coming. The truck convoy is coming. Um, go out there and wave. And everybody's out there waving. And this multiple business after business was full of people on the outside, you know, mm. standing there. And then the farm fields, 
Um, there's people sitting in lawn chairs, drinking beer, waiting for the convoy. It was like a family and their neighbors were all there. And a couple of them had barbecues. And um, and then, um, oh, so then it got dark. And as the darkness come down, um, the lights, again, there's multiple public service trucks out there there was cattle trucks with uh flags on the sides um there was loaders there was uh green tractors all lined up it was just so that's what kept me going wow. i couldn't turn around right i felt like i needed to go i needed to keep going and you know if they're going to stand out there in the cold because it was cold that day mm -hmm. very cold they're going to stand out there and they're going to freeze and they're going to root us on and pray for us. Then, then I need to keep going because I just felt like uh, this inspiration needs to be um, further investigated. <laughs> so it started off that way, but then as you got closer and closer to the East Coast, what happened? Well, the... The bridges were pretty empty around D.C., but we pulled in there at midnight. But I swear it's 11 o'clock at night going through Pennsylvania. And you see, you you know, you're looking to see if anybody's up there. And they have just like a little flashlight or their phone. And they're holding their phone. And, the, and there's not as many people, but we were later. Right, right. But there was the flags. And some of them didn't have any lights on, but you could see your lights are up there. And, and you could see the flags going, just mm -hmm. a little bit of hidden red and white and blue and you're honking and you know if there was one person on the bridge i honked just like i was honking there was you know 300 people on the bridge and um and and so what happened when we got to virginia finally that was multiple days multiple rallies these rallies holy smokes the town like uh spiceland indiana as an example, Portage, Wisconsin, um, Hudson, Wisconsin, um, Sox Center, Minnesota had mm -hmm. I think three thousand people there. Wow! And wow! It was like—is that where you talked at? Yeah. Did you get up and speak? Mm -hmm. Yes. We saw some video of that, and it was amazing. I mean, it was like a big party. A it was party. a huge party, and there was no alcohol. You know, mm -hmm. it was like a festival, but I didn't see a bunch of people drinking or anything. Everybody was just drunk on freedom. Oh, you know? yeah. Oh, amazing. And um, huh. and they had, on a t -shirt. they had a t-shirt on freedom. Yeah. They had music. Um, they had uh, just all these vendors, but everything was free. Mm -hmm. You know, the, all you can eat, coffee. Well, it sounds a lot, lot like how, um, how the convoy ha uh, went about in Canada, because mm -hmm. I watched that every night and I got to know one of the um, part, one of the people that went around every night and filmed. And that's how it was. All, everyone was there. They There was tons of food. There, no one ever went hungry. People that came down to look at the rally or be part of the rallies every day would be fed. Nobody had to pay for anything. And um, all the fuel was paid for. I mean, it's just like people would go around and everybody knew what jobs they were doing. And it was done so peacefully. And they were all had cleanup crews. And it was like better than what the city was running the running the downtown. Unity. 
huh? unity, right? It was unity, and 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 yes. they partied. They had some big parties there at night. In fact, the guy who was doing it was a musician, so he he plays music with his wife, uh, and uh, he says, "Wow, that these parties they're having." And it wasn't like people were getting drunk, and like you said, mm-hmm. it was just people drunk on freedom mm-hmm. and wanting to be unified and together again because Canada has been. Like even more draconian than than the, than we have, and um, and uh, Australia being the worst. But and uh, so, anyways, they he was showing all the stuff that was going on, and and even all when they all moved in, and it was it was scary when the. I want to call them the troopers, <laughs> you know, like from Star Wars or something. The troopers came in. But ran over a lady got ran over by a horse. Mm-hmm. Really? Yeah. Oh, yeah. So it was it was amazing. But these people are just wanting to be to come together again, mm-hmm. see faces again, see smiling again. Um, I mean, some of the the mask mandates have been lifted through most of America now, but they're talking about putting them back on as soon as the election's over. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, we'll get into that. Yeah. But the mask mandates are still on and transportation um but i i guess you know going in and out of the countries or just no like public transportation like trains buses and you know the air airlines so you know what a euphoric experience it was and then when we got there we learned that there was a rally at the dominion racetrack in thornburg it's Thornburg on this side, and it's like Woodburg on the other side, Virginia. And we roll in, and we're like, finally, we're here. After all of that hype and everything, you know, you're just running on four hours of sleep a night. And um, and uh, we just honking the horn, you know. It's kind of like, no, there's no residential area there. It's more of an industrial. But there was a hotel, and there was a truck stop with some guys probably sleeping in the semis. but. I'm sure they didn't mind hearing all them, you know, hundreds of horns, you know, just everybody's on the horns. And then uh, we're there. And then so we all uh, hung out for a bit, figured out what we were doing. And then we got a motel right there, um, went out and crossed the freeway. And there was a a hotel there we stayed in. And uh, um, we'll get up the next morning. You know, we missed the rally that night. So it's just like all the other rallies we were at. This one we were late for. And they had a band and they had um all the food and all the hype and everything, TV cameras and and um so as we arrived uh the next morning, everybody's like oh, I'm like, what? You know, and everybody's like, What's going on? We gotta be out of here by five. We're like, gotta be out of here by five. This is where we're home base. This is our base camp is. We, what, what? Yeah, we got to be out here by 5. Like 5 p.m. or 5 5 p.m.? Okay. Because it was like 9 a.m., you know, 8 8 o'clock when we got there. We had a 9 a.m. meeting. So we're like, we come 1,987 miles, and now we have no place to go. And No um, room at the end. No room at the end, right. Yeah, so um, at the meeting, this leader, the, so there's, so what it is, there's no leadership, right? Mm-hmm. It's all coordinators. And it's just people up, they're just 
just like us, you know, they're they're like, all right, I'm going to do a freedom convoy. But the message was so inspiring. People just, and then I think they kind of got ahead of themselves a little bit at times. But um, as basically the coordinator at that Dominion racetrack was a turncoat, was not who they said they were. They wanted to draw everybody in and then, you know, the, the news crews and everything was there and they got their big show and we support the Freedom Convoy. Then they're like, oh, you got to go. Mm. Wow. Isn't that something? So I heard you saying on the radio that was you felt like it was a bait and switch. Yes. The closer you get to D.C., the less you can believe. Mm -hmm. And that culture is not the you know, traditional American culture. That culture there has, if you're spiritually minded and you can see in the spirit, mm -hmm. I always say I can see the smoke coming out of their ears, you know. And uh, and uh, so as so then nine o'clock comes around, and they're like, the guy kept saying, all right, this is game of chess. Mm. They make a move and we make a move. Hmm. Are you with us? And then he kept like repeating himself for like 10 minutes. Are you with us? Are you with? And people are like, well, with what? You know, tell us what we're with here. We just traveled all. We're obviously with you. We came here. Well, you know, we don't really know what happened, but we know we got to be out by five. And we're making some checks. So we're going to let you know. We're going to have a proposed rally at one o'clock over there and go be over there at one o'clock. So we show up at one o'clock. And they told us they so so then we kind of kind of back up. The Freedom Convoy started um, with like two or three people, and they came up with the idea of Freedom Convoy amongst themselves. And uh, there's a truck outside with an exhaust. He likes to hear it, so we got a little extra noise. But so as uh, so as they made their plans. They put press releases out, and then they're like, okay, we're a Freedom Convoy going to leave in some town in California. And then they're going to this town, this town, this town, this town. And the one guy had visions for going here, 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 here. And the other guy's like, no, I ain't doing all that. Well, wait a minute. We sent, we agreed, and we sent them press releases out. No, you're going to change? He's like, well, I'm not in. I don't have that vision. I'm not going to go everywhere. Well, so. The couple, Andrew and Belinda, um, disagreed with Brian, and then somehow uh, Kip falls into the man. And so as um, they all found some disagreements, what was nice about it, though, is I witnessed them. They talked. We were with Andrew and Belinda for a while, and they, even though they had a different vision, they still brought us here because the, the American Freedom Trucker Convoy mm -hmm. and then Brian broke off and was the People's Convoy. And I think Kip stayed with the American Freedom Convoy. Mm -hmm. And but yet Andrew and Belinda had disagreements with Brian, but yet they were praising his successes because we all are trying to achieve the same the thing. thing right? They just had different visions. Right. So as we. Um, 
uh, that day we were given, you know, we're going to go to the Freedom. We're going to go up to the People's Convoy in Hagerstown, Maryland. Well, that day also, there was a group of veterans that were asked to go up and speak to Congress. So we did not go the initial day that everybody took off from Dominion. And Dominion Racetrack, you got NASCAR on the side of your of your um, building there, nice new complex and everything. I'm done watching NASCAR for a while. The fact that you guys allowed us to go 1,987 miles, did what you did, you know, you're so woke that you got rid of the America, or I'm sorry, the, the, you, you couldn't handle a flag that's part of our history, the Confederate flag. Not that I stand for the Confederate flag, but I stand for freedom of choice. And, and the fact that you went woke on that, and then you lured us in there and you allowed us to be bait and switched. Mm. You know, I'm done with NASCAR for a while, you know, until you redeem yourself. But that's your choice, and this is America. But it's my choice not to be with you. Okay, so um, as we, um, we hung out for a couple of days, and our coordinator was Derek, and he was from uh, Grand Forks, and he's a truck driver. And um, there's, there seemed to have been just like a, you know, because nobody's really a leader, everybody's coordinator, they're all trying to coordinate as a goal. And I was just in my spirit, I was just kind of like troubled that the, all the coordinators kind of like doing their own thing, you know, but yet they're unified and it was just hard to follow and everything. So um, the next day we took our cars or I got in somebody else's car. We went up to up to Washington and because nobody's a leader and everybody's kind of following and, you know, one guy had to go, you know, we we're supposed to go meet with some Congress people and um and it was arranged by the coordinator that was part of the bait and switch um the one cat he's like leading us up there and i'm riding and he's like well i gotta stop and get a belt (laughs) i'm like we got time to stop get a belt i mean we got to get up there you know this i'm sure you make an appointment with um, congressperson Mm -hmm. you got to be there on time you know right well, no, we stopped at Target, and then, you know, he didn't have a, there was no, there was no belt, men's belts at Target. On oh, like these, a belt that you wear? Yeah, in pants? yeah. I was thinking like a, like a timing belt or a, you know. No. <laughs> and, and he's a well-meaning guy, Mike and his wife um, out of Texas, and they're just like us. You know, he forgot mm-hmm. his belt or something, and he didn't want to hold his pants up all day. Well, so we stopped at Target. And, uh, well, I thought, well, he's here. I'm going to run in. And I, I didn't have a coat. I was warm that day, but it got colder. So I got a $12, you know, pullover or something. And um, But then we got up there and we missed our appointment. So we just kind of got, we walked around and didn't accomplish too much that day. Mm-hmm. Um, well, actually, during that time, I was on the radio program with Scott and mm-hmm. What's On Your Mind. And also Dennis that morning, um, the morning lowdown with Dennis Lindahl, WKTGO, Tioga. The flag. The flag. And uh, and I made requests on the internet to meet with um, Senator Kramer. And Scott and Dennis um, 
I give them both credit. I think they both tried, but um, Scott texted me and said that, uh, or no, I got a text from the governor, or sorry, uh, Senator Hovind's chief of staff, Tony. He said, Jim, uh, we uh, hear you're in town and we'd, we hear you're going to be with Senator Kramer and we'd like to meet with you at that meeting. And um, we're like, okay. Uh, I think, well, I, I didn't really want to talk to Hovind because <laughs> I feel like he's a filibuster, you know, and on the radio. But, you know, he, from what I understand, he's done a lot of good for North Dakota. And I don't know I could do any better. But I feel like sometimes I wish he had fire, you know. I wish they all had fire. <laughs> right. And then it's kind of interesting because, you know, uh, that night when uh, we we're six of us were there and five North Dakotans and one Minnesotan was there and um, we're standing on the steps and then governor, or I keep calling him governor. He was a governor. Now he's a mm -hmm. senator. Senator Hovind comes around and he kind of locks eyes and then he walks by me and he goes over and uh, shakes everybody's hand and then he has to get to me right <laughs> he says he says and you're jim and you have a radio station <laughs> or a radio program or you're on the radio or something i said yes sir and i want to tell you i've been critical of you because i feel like you don't have fire and you need fire and you need a, uh, and he's like well that's fair that's fair and then um you know uh that's when senator kramer came up and then um I had the floor and I described to them the passion and all of the people that got us there. Every person on the overpass, the frontage road, the farm field, the rooftop, the on-ramp, the off-ramp, you know. Um, I just like, this is something you guys need to pay attention to because America is mad, sad, and embarrassed for D.C. So he's... Uh, um, they like, yeah, yeah, yep, yep. They're all, yep, mm, yep. And then um, they were nice, and they did seem to want to care. Um, but uh, towards the end of the meeting, Senator Kramer says, and I, oh, I know, I, I know the passion. I talk to people all the time. He, he, he'd tap me and tell me that, and I, he just minimized that. I was crying in front of him. I was like, try not to cry, you know. Because I was so euphoric from all those people, all that energy and everything. Well, you just traveled. Yes, nineteen hundred eighty-seven. Slept four hours a night, you know, and we're paying for fuel, you know, mostly out of our own pocket, you know, at four dollars and fifty cents a gallon. Now it's we were paying five fifty a gallon. Anyways, wow. but maybe he was just trying to reinforce me, and I'm little Jimmy was offended, and I uh, maybe something I can get over. I don't want to say that he. Maybe he just trying to tell me, well, I'm, I do understand or something, but uh, you know, felt that. At the time. Right. And, and maybe if he was doing this, there's people that get like very, how do you say it? Like, I know they're in positions of authority or whatever, but they have somebody like you come in there. They feel maybe they're, he's feels like a little person. Like here, he, this guy just traveled 1900 miles. What can I do? And maybe by him touching you is a way of showing, like, I get it. But, you know, like, uh, I'll try my best. But they're all moving like this, unfortunately. Right. Well, well yeah. And I had seen uh, or heard or read uh, read the and you know, you guys met on the street. That was a different time. Well, no. So we they 
we went to, we were supposed to meet at Senator Kramer's office. And then um, leadership was supposed to have a vote. And they all of a sudden said, time to vote. So they, Senator Kramer had to leave. He said, you guys go up and um, I'll come back. Well, then they realized the votes are taking longer. So he asked his staff if they could bring us to them. So they met, we met on the steps. They came out of the Capitol building and met us on the steps. Were they just not letting anybody into the Capitol? Oh, so let's get this. Yeah, that's what I want to know. So the Capitol's been shut down for COVID, right? Right, right. And one of the police officers, um, we, you know, we, they, they will talk to you. Mm-hmm. And um, they said, yeah, they prefer that they like that COVID restrictions because then now all the people aren't in the buildings mm-hmm. and they like to have their privacy and they don't like to be, you know. Um, so that just goes to show you right there. The mood of the Capitol is, is we're here. This is our office building mm-hmm. and we don't want you here. And, and, and I felt that 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 was predominant. Now, because it might they've not been putting been up Kramer fences and, and stuff up there lately, too. I mean, it just seems like this is the people's, you know, we have the, this is the people's place. This is, this is where we go. We the we people. S- we the people. <laughs> and they've taken over. I feel like the government has taken over. Uh, and, and this little thing here is like, is like, uh, you know, a pacifying. Uh-huh. I'm pacifying you. And that seems like that's all that they do is they do just enough to pacify you. But then they they have their own agendas, they have their own messages, and it doesn't come from Washington. Mm. And they all follow in suit. And if you don't follow in suit, then then you're in the, you're alienated. You're taken off of committees. You're you're not allowed to even speak. And so it's it's really become a an al, uh, you know a oligarchy. But see, we go back to the reason why they do all this. Is because we, the people, are not standing up. We're not remembering. We've kind of given them that platform. We've given them that authority because everybody gets offended. I'm sorry, but everybody, oh, they hurt my feelings. Oh, America was not like based on, oh, I I was offended. Like we're fighters. We're Mm -hmm. here because we love this country. Yes, we're, you know, my grandparents were immigrants. They came here and they respected, they taught us to respect this country because it's a privilege to be in this country. Mm-hmm. It's an honor to serve. I worked for the government, but it's like we had our hands tied for a lot of things, you know, and that's where people, why? Because people are complaining because mm-hmm. people are, oh, I'm offended. Oh, you can't do that to me because now, no, stop it. It's time to. Rally up. Self-responsible. Yes, we are. I like that. It's time to rally up. Yes, it's time to wake up and it's time Mm -hmm. to stand for what you've said it in your chronicles, where we have to remember what the people before us did Mm -hmm. for us to be here, to be free. We're still free, but Mm -hmm. people think we're not. And that's where we have to shake it up and be like, stand Mm -hmm. up for freedom. Stand up for that flag. Stand up for each star, for each stripe. Like, remember where it started. Right. And they've taken away our freedoms because we have given them to them. them. We have let them. But as long as there's a flag that still stands out there, 
we still have in that constitution, we still have our United States and we are free. The big deception, the big lie is to let us think that we're not free. Exactly. And that we deception. don't have freedom. And it's a big deception. It is. Right. And then so, you know, they Nancy Pelosi claims that she doesn't have authority over the um, Capitol Police. But I heard she does. <laughs> yes, she does. And so, um, so, of course, I guess the same personality that I have that attracts people on the radio, you know, I carried that into the D.C., right? So speaking of, you know, do you feel like you're welcome there? Mm-hmm. Well, we're, we weren't. Um, so we... So we kind of kicked around in the afternoon. We didn't get our meetings with those, but we, so then all of a sudden now we do have meetings with Senator Hoven and Senator Kramer. And we were going to the um, Hart building where Senator Kramer's office is. And in the Hart building or at the front is a some guards, some police officers, right? So I roll up there like, this is our building, and I'm just going to wait right here because we got a 5.30 appointment, and it's about 5 o'clock. You know, because we've been kicking around. We just walk over, be early, you know, be on time. Don't right. cause trouble, you know, for them, be late. And um, so we go there, and a uh, police officer standing down there, and we roll in this way, and we just step there, and we're just talking to each other. And he's like, can I help you guys? And I'm like, Oh, we're just here to see Senator Kramer. And I'm like, you know, this is our business, none of yours, mm-hmm. you know. And he's like, so uh, you got an appointment? I'm like, yeah, we got an appointment, 530. Well, who are you meeting with? You know, you got to call ahead. You got an email? <laughs> and I'm like. Got an email. Like, the generally, if you make an appointment, they'll send you an email. Confirmation. 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 But because that happened on the fly in the afternoon, Mm -hmm. we didn't have our email. But I had Mary's phone number. um, And I'm like, yeah, we got an appointment with Mary. And Mary, right here, 202, whatever. And he's like, hmm. So then, um, for whatever reason, this other police officer comes down and he takes takes this guy away he's like you know this is probably a good good thing right here you know these four guys you know are you sure that they got an appointment and everything and and we're gonna have to you know do some further investigation here we're gonna have to get some id and you know and so then they come back and he's like so uh, the other guys the same thing he's like you have an appointment with uh, senator kramer so yeah we do at 5 30 and he's like and I'm getting mad, right? You know, like, who are you people? They want you to get angry so they have an excuse to yeah. bat you away. Well, I wasn't mad, but I was firm. Right, but that's you know? what they're trying to do. Yeah. yeah. And I'm like, yeah, we have an appointment, and I have Mary, Mary's phone number right here, and I have some emails from a radio host back that arranged it and everything. He's like, can I see your ID? And I'm like, yeah, I'll give you my ID. And... uh and he took my my name and everything off of it. And then he took Mary's number. And then um, he goes inside and uh, I'll be right back. Keep an eye on him, you know. Oh, my gosh. Did like, you really get that? Yeah, he's kind of like listen. looked at him like. <laughs> but listen, like I'm hearing you and, and I get it. But I've been that officer. Yeah, so you, so I like your perspective. Okay, my perspective this. is I'm going to protect the Capitol, right? Terrorist. You know, I mean, and well, listen, been, you don't look they've like they've been declared as terrorists, though. But let me tell you, but let me tell you. <laughs> yeah, February 7th. Until we until we 
you know, like until they kind of clear that you are who you say you are and stuff. Like I'm thinking, well, these guys are like watching there, but I, I understand your point of view. Like, when, hey, I'm here. The last four guys, white guys with farm clothes on <laughs> terrorists. No, but is listen. an example of a terrorist? Exactly. Who Who is it? Who is a terrorist? Well, yeah, it could be anybody. It could be anybody. It's like, wait, let wait, me tell you. When, Show me in history where four white guys wearing farm hats are terrorists. But let me, anybody can be a terrorist. Was like, there one? No, but let yeah. me, okay. this ahead. is a way, this is a way when they're, they're treating the Washington, D.C. as a neutral ground, right? So the same thing when they were crossing the border down in the Mexican border where I used to work at, it's neutral ground. So it's up to the officer to be able to determine if the person is admissible to the United States. So what does a U.S. citizen look like? The same. I mean, it's the same kind of question. Like, what does a terrorist look like? Right. So in the Mexican border, it's harder because do I look like a U.S. citizen? People would be like, well, no, you're coming from Mexico. You're Mexican. You were asked if for if you were a citizen the other day. <laughs> I was. I was asked that. Mm -hmm. You know, and it's like and people, Canadians, anybody that comes, I mean, you could be, you know, a Canadian and I would, you know, I know it's different, but I get their mm -hmm. questioning and it sounds dumb to you because this is your country. This is yeah, your space. Up like a transgender. He's for sure American. <laughs> you know, uh, I mean, maybe. Or I she, don't know. Oh, wait a minute. He or she. No, I think I think Cindy, you're right, because they are just doing their jobs. But they I are. think that there's a little attitude there. Well, they're well. firm, you know, uh, yeah. and then so then after they so then that guy that went in and did his background check and mm -hmm. made sure I, you know, don't have any felonies or anything like that, I suppose. Uh, he comes, he the, he radios. Yeah, the four in the farm hats. Yeah, they're good to go. You know, well, actually, about that time, Senator Kramer came out. And he said, I'm on my way to the Capitol. You guys go up. And um, and uh, that's really kind of sealed the deal while that other guy was gone. And um, we shook his hand. He said, yeah, we're expecting you. Mary's going to come down and get you. And and so so that so then I'm like, <laughs> no, no, but listen, listen, I get it. But listen, every time we go to the military base, I know I, I you're was just thinking the same. Yeah, thing. You, you you're good. Everybody knows you yeah. here in mine. All right. But I went through that the other day and. I was like getting a little antsy, but I was like, Cindy, stop it. Like you would be doing the same thing. So they're protecting and they're making sure they're doing procedures. They're, yeah, they're so doing procedures. February 7th of 2022, the federal government, Department of Homeland Security, they basically decreed along with the Department of Justice, old Mayorkas and uh, whoever else, FBI Director Ray, they all determined that if you disagree with the the 2020 election or the vax mandates yeah, that you terrorists. are potential terrorists that right there puts us guilty till proven innocent mm -hmm. and you know what we live in america and you are innocent till you're proven guilty right. and this is this is where we draw the line and we'll challenge that and i don't care if they like me or not and i'm not afraid of them so as the evening progressed, um, you know, we got our meeting and they did listen to us. I feel like Senator Kramer and Senator Hoven, um, they see a lot of things we don't see. They're on like the armed 
services committee and they see um you know what the world is trying to do to us they know confidential stuff so they got to kind of toe a line you know and they can't say too much so you might not think they're working for you and they could be very well but um i also feel like um they they get there and their hands are tied because they don't have any power you know the democrats are in charge of both the house the senate and the presidency right now and said you know if you're a republican you don't you you can vote you can propose amendments but it's just like whistling in the wind right. you know and so you know they're they they can only help so much or say so much you know but uh i really wish they were had more fire even though it's the state's job to fix elections they wish they had more fire and Maybe they are working behind the scenes, but they keep they kind of pawn off the states, right? So that whole meeting was, um, you know, I guess it was fruitful because there are people with passion, and we made our case. Mm -hmm. um, but then, so we were gonna to move on. Um, we went uh, back to the motel, and then at this time, so. There's factions within the Freedom Convoys, you know, and we're hearing different things like, uh, you know, don't go up there to Hagerstown because, you know, there's trouble up there and everything. And um, so we're like, well, I don't know. And so then our coordinator's like, well, I'm going to go up there and check it out. You guys stay here. Like, oh, I guess we're, he's going to go up and, you know. Do what he does, and but then it would rain that next day. So and then, weirdly enough, our my um my devotion for the morning said rest. Oh. <laughs> what wow. day was this? That would have been. We got there Sunday night, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday. We we're gonna rest. Well, of course, you know Jimmy can do it. You know dot com. He's not gonna rest, right? He's you know, God told me to rest, but uh, it's not the seventh day, and he doesn't know much today. So I think I'm I'm going to organize. I feel like I'm going to go to Hagerstown and get up on the stage and ask anybody who wants to go to the Capitol and pray. And we'll just a group of men go there and pray, because I just mm -hmm. felt like I was supposed to pray, right? Mm -hmm. And some other guys are feeling, yeah, I kind of feel the same thing, you know, because there was a, a, knit, a small knit group that, got together of like-minded people that were there sacrificing so much away from their families and they're um they feel like they want to pray their way through this too they don't want to go ahead and be um, mavericks and everything that we do what we're supposed to do well so everyone's like well that's a good idea well um turns out uh, we didn't get our chance to go up to Hagerstown that day because our coordinator told us to stay. Well, you know, being obedient, you know, we did. And um, so, but that day I did call the Capitol Police, or no, I called Senator Hoven's office, Tony, and I said, um, you know, we're we're thinking that we'd like to come pray tomorrow on the Capitol grounds. And we were wondering if, you know, your photographers, could come and, you know, take pictures or, you know, have video on us. 
show that we're not insurrectionists as we're being titled. Because remember, we're there and we feel like we're guilty of being insurrectionists. That's what the Capitol Police and the media, the, the media and the Democrat-led you know, government there thinks we are. And they titled that and they put it in writing February 7, 2022. Okay, so, okay, no, we're not going to be insurrectionists and fall into their trap. I'm going to call the Capitol Police. And I'm, and I said, well, what are the restrictions and what's going on here? And they said, well, if you have 19 or less, you don't need a permit. You have 20 or more, you have to have a permit. I'm like, okay. So they said, go online and fill out all these forms, but it takes 10 days, so you might not get the permit in a rushed fashion. So I'm like, okay. So then I talked to my, you know, our, our guys, our people, and, and, and I said, well, I called the Capitol Police back and said, this is what we're going to do. We're going to arrange this, and if more than 19 are in the group, 19 of us will go in, and then as one comes out, one will go in. And that's how we're going to handle this. Just so you know, we want peace, and we're not here to cause trouble. And uh, what's your name? You know, date of birth, you know, and... You know, mother's maiden name and uh, what color underwear you got on and, you know, and send us a current picture. You know, it's what it feels like, right? So then um, she was nice. and Oh, yeah, thanks so much. Thanks so much. And then she calls back. She says, oh, well, uh, how about, uh, can you tell us what side of the Capitol you're going to be on? And like, uh, she's like, well, what's on that side of the building? I said, we ended up being on the east side, right? So. Um, the next day we get there and it didn't pan out. Not everybody. Um, are we almost done? 10 more minutes. 10 more minutes. Yeah. Um, we're almost done. And, um, or, or I'm sorry, we're, we're, we, it didn't pan out. So the large group didn't come, but a small group went and we got there and it was fenced off. I told you there's fencing around there. <laughs> they fenced it off and she could have told us. There's dignitaries, and we're going to fence it off, so don't bother. You can just pray out, out wherever you want. But we we all felt like, well, let's go up near the steps. Okay, so I was mad. Mm-hmm. And, 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 and little Jimmy come out, and, oh, you lied to me. And, you know, and, and uh, so I go to the Capitol Police stand at the gate. I said, what's the big threat? You know, what's the threat today? I don't know. They look at you like, what are you even doing talking to us, you know? <laughs> and I said, uh, so we just wanted to come and pray, and you guys put a fence up, you know, and I felt it made me mad. Mm-hmm. So then I went around, and uh, the, there was some secrets. All you want to do is pray. <laughs> yeah. Well, you know, we could pray outside the gate, but we wanted to pray where we felt like we felt like we'd have an. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So, so then um, we walk around, and there's four Secret Service guys, and they got all the wires in their ears and their trench coats and everything. And I walk up and say, Hey, guys, uh, you tell me what the big threat is today. What, what's with the fence? What's the threat today? And they all looked at me like, Need to know basis. They're like, uh, What are you doing talking to us? You know? And I said, uh, What, cat got your tongue? You know? And, and I'm mad, you know? And I said, I said, you know, we call in. Well, all we want to do is pray, and you guys put a fence up. And uh, and they, and so the one guy's like, uh, gray beard, uh, balding guy, checkered shirt, you know, <laughs> you know. And uh, and um, so then he says, keep your eyes on the 
angry white guy, angry white guy alert, you know, and I, I was mad. So then I looked over and up pops this cop off of a podium and he um, grabs his AR and he walks down the step doo, 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 and he's tapping, he's tapping the, you know, the ARs down like this. He's like, tap, 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 tap. Go ahead, make my day. You know, I, he was just trying to, you know, and, uh, and I, I screamed up to him. I says, uh, I said, you ain't got to worry about nothing here. And I took my shirt off and I did a 360. Oh, my God. And now the guys are Does with me. have this on video? Yeah. <laughs> I know, I'm right? sure they you do. You know, I'm sure they do. You know, and, you I'm know. I'm surprised you're here today, too. <laughs> Let me just say that. I'm surprised you're sitting here. But when you, when you fear God more than you fear man, then well, you don't, that doesn't matter. Yeah, so. but <laughs> there's a very thin line there. <laughs> and I took my coat off that I bought $12 off the clearance rack at uh, Target, and I and I did a three sixty. I says, "Ah, you ain't got to worry about nothing here." You know, I said, "I'm just mad because you guys put the fence up, and your Capitol police officer lied to me." And I, uh, you know, and uh, he just stand there. Were there other people around with you, or were you there by yourself? Well, I was. I had walked away from myself, you know, by myself. But then they kind of caught up, and the one guy's like, you know. This guy's getting out of hand. One of my people, you know, but he's a timid kind. He, mm -hmm. he, you know, he's a the pleaser, right? But, uh, but then I calm down. You know, I just feel like there's so much evil in that town. Oh, there is. I mean, I can't. It's darkness. Well, yeah, there is. But you know, like you said, yeah, nothing. When we're with the Lord and the Lord is protecting us, um, but because I feel like they're blinded by evil, mm -hmm. you know, and and thankfully you are protected by the Lord and you are doing what the Lord is, is guiding you to do. Right. That's what we're doing here. Right. Bringing awareness of this is what you went through. Um, and yes, you got upset and you have every right to be upset and be mad. And that just goes to show you that. You're here because God protected you. Let me tell mm -hmm. you, like from my perspective, I, I tell you what, <laughs> in my training, we would have knocked you down, you know, just the way that you were behaving and stuff. But that just shows you how we can give honor and glory, right? Mm -hmm. Because By taking your shirt off, <laughs> <laughs> drilling around. But, Actually, you know, that's like, it's like David, right? Yeah. You know what he told the Philistine? He told Goliath, he, he didn't call him by his name. He said, you're an uncircumcised Philistine mm -hmm. and you're on our property. Mm -hmm. Well, And that's and how I felt. Exactly. And you were guided by the Holy Spirit, by the Lord, and you were doing your thing. So, yes, the Lord's going to protect you because you're being obedient. And these people, unfortunately, it's up to us. It's up to us Americans mm -hmm. to stand up, to stand with the U.S. flagpole guy and to... Mm, Get our voices out there mm -hmm. and claim our land, claim America back to freedom, back to where I'm not offended because they did this or I'm not offended because you have a, a gordita Hispanic girl on your podcast. You know what <laughs> I mean? It's like, but it's up to us. Unity, unity, because that's what the Lord has been moving on my heart is be united, be the United States of America mm -hmm. and not the people that are fighting or getting offended or getting mad you know what lord this because the lord gives you peace right mm -hmm. so you have peace knowing i'm here lord and i'm standing like jake said my son i stand up every day mom with my head held high shoulders back because i own this place right mm -hmm. 
Because mm-hmm. that's what we, we are here. This is our land. We're divinely given this. That's mm-hmm. right. That's right. And you know how, how privileged we are and how many people have sacrificed. And by us not being together in unity and trying to be divided and you did this and pointing fingers as we're pointing three other fingers back to us. You know, we're doing it this. It nullifies all the sacrifices that yes, came before us. Exactly. Yeah. So what you're doing and what you did. Thank you. You are a hero, mm-hmm. Jim. And I appreciate. No, seriously, I appreciate you. All nine and a half fingers. <laughs> All nine and a half finger, Jim. I appreciate you. You are a hero. And we were praying for you guys. Like, mm-hmm. you have no idea. Like, I was, like, hoping to be getting more videos and stuff. But, you know, I, I'm i just so proud. And I'm so glad that you weren't arrested. Let me tell you. Yeah. And yes, that only proves to you that the Lord was with you. Mm-hmm. There's no other explanation for that. And, yes, those guys might have been there doing this they're doing their job and they're, they're trying to be obedient and have a job, mm-hmm. you know, unfortunately that's, it, it is what it is. You've been a part of the mi- military, you know, and it's like we do. And yes, our hands are tied. Is it right? Sometimes? Absolutely not. But it takes a strong person that has a relationship with our higher power, with our Lord, that we are obedient and we listen. And is it scary sometimes? Yes. But the Lord is not, a person that we're supposed to live on on being scared or anything like that because he is our power. He is our guide. Well, the one the first commandments for the Lord. You know, and and it's like but he gives us that authority to go because he goes before us. Mm-hmm. He goes before us and, and behind us. With us and with behind a strong us. outstretched arm. That's right. Mm-hmm. So welcome so, back. <laughs> and with that we probably should uh say goodbye for now for now yeah and uh there's probably there's more to the story i'm sure we got a lot to tell we just got there we didn't get half the story no and i know you had other people with you uh and so uh we're gonna try and get get them uh, here here too as well and (laughs) with that said tripper would like to say thanks for joining in and we'll see you next time Thank you. Bye. Have a great day. Be blessed.